0: Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from artist, educator, and supernova of kink, Midori. You beautiful human, I want to tell you something. You know how usually here in the Dixie Ramble I talk about my life and what's been happening and what's been great? feels like it's been a while since I've had any of that, and what's been hard? Today... I'm just going to celebrate the fact that this is episode 275 of this podcast. The time between late 2022 and now to make it to this number, I really never thought it would happen. It's been one of the hardest years of my life. Money is tight. My energy level is all over the place. Grief knocks me on my ass and I lay on the couch many days and I've missed a few weeks, but I'm still here and I didn't think this day would happen. So instead of beating myself up about what I haven't done today, I'm gonna celebrate the fact that I did it. This feels like a big number, like a milestone number. It's an arbitrary number, 275, what's that mean? It's not 300. But at 250, I really thought that's where we'd stop. Will we make it to 300? I don't know. Like I said, future tripping looking back and beating myself up. I'm really happy that I'm here today, and I'm kind of proud, and I'm grateful to you for listening. Despite the spottiness, despite the less than perfect job I've been doing, I did it. I would love for you, if you're willing, to tell me what your favorite podcast episode has been of the ones that we've put out. There's a lot to choose from. You can find most of them on Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. But wherever you look, I'd love an email from you or a voice memo, better yet, to tell me the story that you've loved the best so far. Because you're still listening after 275 episodes. So obviously, you're a fan. And fans are what make this work. So send me an email, gmail.com. And more than ever, thanks for listening. It's been over seven months, but Body storytelling is back on stage. On Friday, September 22nd, that's next week, we are going to have a two-show night. The first one is our infamous curated main stage show with rock stars like leather legend Ray Bannon, executive pervert Malena, and two brand new kinky storytellers, plus music by Kat Robichaux of Misfit Cabaret. Then we send you into the bar so you can flirt and get ready to take the stage yourself. At 10 p.m., we'll be doing Body Slam, where you put your name in the hat and get on stage to tell your own story. Too shy? Don't worry. It doesn't work unless there's people there listening too. So either way, it's going to be an amazing night. You can buy the two-show ticket and see both shows. There's a link in the show notes, get your tickets as soon as possible. I can't wait to see you again in person in San Francisco. I wanna make a quick introduction to my friends at Private Parts Unknown. Private Parts Unknown is an Anthony Bourdain-style podcast that explores sex, love, relationships, gender, and seductive subcultures from around the world. We both belong to Pleasure Podcasts Cooperative, and I'm a huge fan of their work. Here they are answering this month's Pleasure Podcast Question of the Month.
2: Hey there, horn dog. My name is Courtney Kosak, and I'm the host of Private Parts Unknown. And I am answering Pleasure Podcast Question of the Month, which is what is your number one tip for spicing up your sex life in a long term relationship? I am actually an expert on this topic as I have been in an almost seven-year relationship at this point. And the answer is not very sexy, but it is scheduling sex. You got to get it on the calendar, baby. You know, when you're dating, it is so easy to be spontaneous and fun. You're going on sexy dates all the time and you're just in that puppy love stage where you want to bang all the time. And then when you live together, your real life starts to get in the way. You got to sometimes just be like, hey, babe, How about morning sex tomorrow? Or maybe before we go to that event, we could get in a little sesh or something like that. And then you got it on the calendar. You're both in the right mindset and you can get it on. And if you want more sex and relationship tips and tricks and just fun, sexy interviews, check out my podcast, Private Parts Unknown.
0: Are you ready for a story? Well, I've been saving this one because episode 275 felt like a milestone. I wanted to give you something really, really great this week. So let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Trailblazing educator, sexologist, artist, and irritant to banality, Midori founded Rope Dojo and Forte Femme, Women's Dominance Intensive. She penned the first English instruction book on Shibari entitled Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage in 2001 paving the way to the popularity of rope. Dan Savage calls her the supernova of kink, while others affectionately call her Auntie Midori for her cool, tell-it-like-it-is, funny, reality-based teaching. She is also the author of Wild Side Sex, Master Han's Daughter, and Silk Threads. She teaches creative living coaching and private sexological consultations, and has the best Patreon in existence. There's a link to it and more in this week's show notes. This storyteller is Midori.
3: Surprisingly, I said yes. I really never say yes to invitations to play from strangers at a kink event. But I was saying yes to this cute young guy who kind of looked like um, Ron Weasley, okay? Like red hair, freckles, disarming smile. So there I was saying yes. How did this come to pass? Well, go back about a year, well, exactly a year, at this event, uh, which was a weekend-long rope bondage and shibari conference, which doesn't exist anymore. Anyhow, so I was at a year prior at this event. I'm teaching a bunch of classes, and on Saturday night, I go down to the dungeon play area. And I wasn't expecting much. I would figure I'd walk around, say hi to people, maybe run into some friends, and see a lot of old white men in kimonos. You know, yeah, all that. And so I go down, and the elevator door opens, and I make my way through the crowd, and ah, this amazing visage, practically glowing in that hotel hallway, sitting there on a bench right outside of the dungeon, clutching a play bag, looking a little nervous, looking around with this, this stunning rainbow fro wig and painted face and big funny shoes. Ah. Uh, Now, I'm not a a clown eroticizer, but it was so unique, so surreal, so absurd in the sea of white men in kimonos. (laughs) So I rush my way through and go up to this young man and say, you, I love your style. You're just fabulous. You're totally making my weekend. Have a great night, okay? And I go off. That's it. And then fast forward a year, and I'm standing in line for the registration, and this Ron Weasley-looking fellow comes up and says, excuse me, uh, and my name is, well, let's say Ron. My name's Ron, and um, you probably won't remember me, but last year I was wearing a clown. Oh, my God, it's you. I totally remember you. Oh, my God. oh." Thank you. Well, you, you really made my weekend. Uh, and um, I, I'm being a bit forward here, and I don't know what your intentions or interests are, but I was wondering if, and of course I don't know if you play, how you like to play, but I was wondering if you'd be open to a, just a conversation to see if we might have compatible interests or any interest to play. I'm looking at him, and I'm seeing the clown. <laughs> And I said, yes. Now, really, why did I say yes? It actually wasn't the clown part. It was that he made no assumptions, that he was polite and kind and no assumptions. And the only thing he was asking for was a conversation. And it's unfortunate that so rarely do approaches happen without expectations. So I said yes to a conversation. We go off in the corner and we have a conversation, and it turns out we do have mutual interests. Turns out we both want to top. No problem. And I say, fancy a co topping scene? He's like, yes. He says, fancy a clown co topping scene? Yes. <laughs> and to which I said, but I didn't bring any of my clown gear, which you know what that means is I have clown gear. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no problem, no problem, I've got some extras, we'll fix it up. Okay, so negotiation proceeds, and, and I said, look, um, I'm gonna be talking for like 14 hours this weekend because I'm teaching movement and dynamic rope, I'm teaching art of feminine dominance, best kink advice nobody told you, um, I think I'm negotiation class and an interrogation class, that's like 14 hours of talking. So here's the deal. I don't wanna talk, and I don't wanna be in charge. So you be number one top clown, and I be number two clown, (laughs) okay? it's like, okay. But I wanna be number one negotiator. Okay. And here's my fantasy. I wanna find somebody that wants a fierce scene, yeah with clowns. Not like they lust after clowns. No, that's too creepy. <laughs> um, I don't also don't want somebody who's clinically phobic of clowns because that's unethical. Just somebody who's terrified in that get out kind of way. Um, yeah, and he's like, okay, got it. Okay, go find somebody. And so he goes off and I'm teaching like six hours of classes and he comes back and tells me, Yes, I have found someone, not only that, but someones. Two, two, two. Two people and their friends. I'm like, awesome. Okay, so I guess it's more like it. It, yeah. Um, It, anyone for it? Okay. And yes, so we're in the lobby of this business hotel in uncomfortable businessmen chairs. Two of them, two of us. And I'm in like, you know, a pants suit and a nice tasteful blouse, okay? And jeans and event t-shirt. And the two young women, let's say, one of them kind of look like a young Carrie Fisher, okay? The other one look like a young Winona Ryder. Big eyes and they're both like (laughs) And I'm negotiating. We go through all the negotiation stuff and then we get to the hard limit. And one says, no play piercing. And the other one's like, Yeah, no play piercing. I'm like, Okay, no problem. And I turn to Clown Boy and say, Okay, so I want you to go to the vending area, and there's a medical supply. People, I want you to go get like the basic cleaning, the tarp, a big tarp, a small tarp, and let's see, needles. And Winona and Carrie's like, Ah, uh, 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 no, no, the no, hard limit on the piercing. And I'm like, Yes, I heard you. I understand. You don't want to be pierced. Sure. Clown boy, okay, so I'm on a 22 gauge, a 20 gauge, and an 18 gauge. And clown boy's also like starting to have a heart attack, and I'm like, excuse me, ladies. Look, they want a fear scene. I am not going to violate their heart limit. Trust me on that. They are not gonna get pierced, okay? Just work with me. Light bulb, boom, face lights up. I'm in a master class of negotiation, aren't I? Yes, Ron. <laughs> Just shut up and smile, be pretty. And so we go back, rest the negotiation. They're kind of vibrating. And we finish the negotiation, set up the time and all that. And they go skipping off like frightened bambies. And I turned to Clown Boy and going, okay, so you got the order on the piercing stuff. I also want you to get a big tarp and uh, whipped cream and pie tins, pie crust. Uh, uh, and uh, do you have those long clown balloons that kind of make you know, make animals? He's like, of course I do. Okay? And, and uh, then, I said, oh, and also fish. Prefer whole fish, but a filet will do, too. Okay? Great. Um, Go off and get that stuff. And then I continue to teach like three more hours of classes. And there I am in his room getting into a black plastic trash can and duct taping it into a dress and putting on a fuzzy rainbow clown wig and melting clown face makeup and funny shoes. And... uh, We go down to the play area. The tarp is laid out. The DMs have been warned. They are looking forward to this horror. (laughs) Uh, And they were yeah. And and Clown Boy has already set up a cage made of balloons (laughs) because we were going to have a scene at a rope bondage convention with no rope. And here comes Carrie and Winona and they strip down to their skivvies and I am in clown makeup sitting off in the corner. (laughs) And he's the barker clown, I'm the silent clown. And whipped cream pie's happening and then I'm slapping one with a fish filet. I'm Japanese. Fish, okay? And then there's one put in the balloon cage, and I'm off in the corner setting up the piercing supply. And Barker Clown grabs Winona by the ponytail and drags her on all four, dragging along and plops her in front of me. (laughs) I hand her a mirror, having a hold on right next to her face. Then I set up the piercing supply, and I pull out an 18 gauge. That's a pretty thick one. And I get close to the mirror, which is right next to her face, and I pull down my... Brandish, brandish, brandish. I pull down my lip. Ah! Pierce Pierce through a tusk. And then I pull down my other side, and ah! And I can feel the crunching of the flesh inside my lip. I'm right here to her. I reach down and pull up a balloon sausage. (laughs) I open her mouth, I stuff it in, I flip my lips down, open my mouth, tongue the tip. And filleted almost to her lips, with eyes locked on, and maybe three, four, five wet, sloppy strokes on her balloon-faced dick, and then I, halfway down, I flip my lip up, pop. She's screaming and then breaks into this like puddle of screaming giggles you know people can actually scream and laugh at the same time Yeah, it was amazing and so after we clean up and I take the needles out and clean up and all that and they've got like you know um, raccoon face going on with the makeup with whipped cream in their hair and we're walking away and I put my arm around Winona and say I told you I wouldn't pierce you I also told you I'd scare you.
0: song was Funhouse by Pink. Hey, it's Dixie. You know the story that you heard on this week's episode? Well, that was Midori. And I don't know if you know this, but when Midori tells you to do something, you do it. So when Midori told me about a month ago that I really needed to take my storytelling system and turn it from a six-week workshop into a full-day workshop... Well, I did as I was told because it was Midori. So this is your chance. I'm going to be teaching how to be fascinating, Dixie's secret system for brilliant storytelling, and I'll be doing it live and in person. You're going to be learning with a small, intimate group of open-minded people just like you, and we're all going to be in the room together. That hasn't happened for me in like four years now. It's happening on Sunday, October 1st. You may know I have this super simple system that makes crafting any true story fun, and I'm known for my ability to land you a standing ovation. Well, the system does that. I've been teaching this to people who got ready to get on the body stage for almost 17 years now. It works, and this system works for everything. For job interviews, for dating, for relationships, for telling stories at parties, or getting on stage. Anywhere you want to express yourself and feel understood. It's happening on Sunday, October 1st. It's gonna be happening at the Folsom Community Center in South of Market in San Francisco. Register as soon as you can because there's two spots left and I'd love to have you in this class. I have people flying in from places like LA and Ashland, Oregon and wherever the fuck you're coming from and there's a link to register in the show notes. This year has been the hardest year I've ever had and the last three were really hard. But when you don't do shows for over six months, that's your livelihood. The only way I'm still living indoors and not under a bridge is by the people who support me on Patreon. Patreon is a way to provide ongoing support to the things that you want to see not go away. And everyone I know who does what I do is going away. I'm watching theaters fold. I'm watching live events fold. And I'm still here so far. If you want to ensure that body keeps going, and I am the most persistent person you're probably ever going to meet, but I can't do it if I can't afford to live. So please go to patreoncom slash body. Please help me continue to do this. It's my life's work. I don't want to give up. And thanks for considering it. So you know how I beg you every week to write me a review for the podcast. Well, I got a new one a couple of days ago, and I wanted you to hear it. Not just because I want you to write me a review, because reading your words, that's my favorite thing, but because sometimes we tell ourselves, how the hell do you write a review? And then you hear one and you go, oh, I can do that. So get ready. This one is from Four Wheels That Thrill, somewhere in California. This podcast is just a blast. As a California guy with Southern roots, I love your accent. It reminds me of home. And all these sexy, fun stories are just a lot of fun. Although I'm pretty new to the scene, I found a group in my hometown, and they're pretty cool, and they're pretty fun. I haven't found anyone yet, but I'm still looking for sex and fun. This person likes the word fun, don't they? Wish me luck until then, however. I'll just have to vicariously live through the stories and your magnificent accent, Dixie. Thanks a lot for the laughs from a Southern California guy. See? If Southern California guy can do it, you can do it. So please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It makes a huge difference. And it really makes my day too. Thank you in advance for that. And I also want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell Smith, Donald Mooney, Royland James, and podcast producer Roman Den I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. And this has been episode 275 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. 275 episodes. I'm gonna go lay down and take a nap now. Thanks for listening.